Blog Talk Radio. Come back home to Africa. Come back home. 
along this Kuju root working conjure spiritualist black passing journey, passing down the great opiate stick along with the knowledge of a life giving, healing herbs, roots, plants, rituals, spirits, and minerals. I invite you to come on in to visit my house, to be a part of my faith each and every day, each and every working weekday at high noon U.S. Central Standard Time on two platforms, Blog Talk Radio, B-L-O-G, if you, if you don't know what blog is in 2020, Blog Talk Radio, you write that as one word, dot com, forward slash, the hyphen, the hyphen is that little uh, uh, dash that we insert in between words, the hyphen, divine hyphen, print. And of course, I spell divine, D-I-V-I-N-E. I'm also available on YouTube.com at YouTube.com forward slash Voodoo Pie. Be like Victor. O-O-D-O-O-T-Y-E. And, of course, you can always call in right now and always 15 minutes before the airing of the show. You can call in at area code 347. I'm reciting my old number. I've got to switch up my script. <laughs> I've got to switch up my script, Kiona. And I see your hand, your hand raised. I'm coming to 323 shortly. Area code 845-277-9143. Area code 845-277-9143. That is your microphone. That is your soapbox. That is your opportunity to call me now with your questions comments, requests, criticism, whatever that might be, at area code 845-277-9143. When you are ready, ready with your question, comment, or request, please do press the number one on your telephone keypad. I will very happily open your mic and bring you into the conversation. I don't block anybody here. I don't mute anybody here, unless it's foolishness. Um, and, and this is a sacred space. The creation of sacred space is crucial. It's critical to any spiritual, religious, conscious, mindful work, the creation of, uh, of sacred space. We do so first in here. First, we create sacred space in our body, in our mind, in our thoughts, in our energy emissions, in our own projections, in our own thoughts feelings, moods, and modes of the moment. We purify our sacred space. And then we purify and create sacred space outside ourselves. Your temple room, it might be your spiritual closet. It might be your shrine. It might be your altar. It might be your sacred temple, your sacred house of, of worship. But we create sacred space. And in this form, we create virtual sacred space at high noon, or whatever time it is where you are, 10 a.m., 11 a.m., 1 p.m., 2 p.m., wherever you might be, I appreciate my global listenership. I appreciate the support that I get from countries I've never been to, Australia, London, Paris, of course, the many nations in Africa. I appreciate you who participate, who listen, who call in into the show. 
I greet everyone who's active right now in the chat. If you're not active, I can't really see you, but I can see Arisha, Eva, Arisha. I can see Keisha Smith, Greetings Beloved, April Anthony, Neophyte Bocour Tourist, Davina, Badri, Greetings Beloved, thank you, Kiona, D. Carter, please show respect, due respect to Kiona Carter, our faithful uh, moderator and, and spiritless in her own nature, in her own power, in her own energy. Um, and so we appreciate what, what the goddess brings to the table. We appreciate always Iyami. Courageous Umi, we appreciate you and, and are grateful for your divine goddess presence. Seven, the gentlemen, thank you, God. Thank you for hearing me. Thank you for bringing wholeness. I appreciate you. Thank you for being family. And, of course, Julia Rose, thank you for clocking in with us, checking in with us, bringing your love, your energy, your questions, your activity here in this sacred space. I'm always humbled by any opportunity to acknowledge the ancestors, to acknowledge those who came before, to acknowledge the, the mighty power, the mighty experience, the mighty history, the mighty energy upon which we now stand and have our being. Right now, I burn oil lamps to those who perish in the yellow fever. I, I burn candles to those who perish in, in the black plague of, of New Orleans uh, more than a hundred or so years ago. For indeed, those spirits that perish, but as well as those spirits that survive, feed us now, fuel us now, uh, are sending up helpful energy to us now that we too might be a generation that survives this, might be the generation that lives to speak of this, might birth the children and grandchildren of this moment in time space that speaks to what we do right now, to how we act right now. So in all things, we acknowledge the ancestors, but particularly today, we acknowledge the ancient Guru, those elevated ancestors, those deified ancestors that absolutely push through the spirit realm to move us forward right now. And though it might be a relative you don't know, you never knew, generations removed from you, so it might be someone who's not direct blood limits to you, but stands up as a great, a, a great moral figure, a great integrative figure, a great spiritual leader, a great grassroots leader that you might feel connected to. Invoke them today as we acknowledge Agum and all things, but particularly today, we, we humble ourselves to Iyami. And the power of the blood, the power of evil son, the power of our great mothers and, and, and great mammies and, and great grandmothers to stand up in, in the world, wherever women have had to stand up in the world, in the conditions that they have had to stand up. And that magic pushes through, that, that mother wit pushes through, that healing power pushes through, that, that wisdom, that street knowledge pushes through and fuels us and fuels us today. We acknowledge Omolu and all of Omolu's facets and all of Omolu's uh, manifestations. But we dare not speak the righteousness and the purity and the power of his sacred name in this particular season, in this, in this moment in time space. And so we say, Babalu Oye, of 
so we say, oh, Maruk. And so we acknowledge that power today. We put down corn. We put down popcorn. We put down coffee. We offer up clean, pure water for the, for the, for the powers that hold the antidote, the antidote, whatever the antidote might be. Because we might not see clearly right now. Science might not see clearly right now. Medicine might not see clearly right now. But the ancestors see clearly. The Most High sees clearly. Olozumare sees clearly. And therefore, the emissaries of Olozumare, the emissaries of God, the emissaries of the Most High, see clearly. And so, Obasala, the governor of the White Cloth, who reminds us of our purity, who reminds us of our cleanliness, who reminds us of our sanitation, not just literal, but figurative sanitation, who reminds us of the light, of the light from which we came and the light from which we return. And we associate Obasala with the dead. But Obasala created the body of humanity our physical body of humanity. And some of the stories of Obasala in all his purity, um, in all of his light, and I remind you to think of light when, when you say white. Don't carnalize that. Don't physicalize, physiologically apply that. Um, we're talking about white in the spectrum of things, that white that reflects all light that reflects all life. And so today we acknowledge, particularly today in the ritual calendar of things, the, the governor of the head, the governor of the white cloth, uh, and, and the reminder to be pure, but also to be born and reborn in our, in our actions and our activities. Uh, it is said in some of the stories that Obasala also created infirmity, deformity in the physical body. Uh, child sex, childbirth, those things, again, that travel ancestrally, generationally, generationally, that are standing up right now to be a challenge, to be problematic, uh, diabetes, uh, heart problems, heart disease, uh, asthma, those extra things that further complicate uh, what we're facing right now. And, of course, just the notion that it's affected 70%. Of a people who are only representative of 30% of the Chicago population, of 30% or more of the Louisiana, New Orleans population, and we're seeing 70%. And no, it's not a conspiracy. It's very real, people. It's a virus. It's a virus. And though it does not see race or color or ethnicity or geographic location, it does see and attack accessibility, the footprints that we have laid down up until this point in time and space, meaning what we've been eating, what we've been drinking, how we've been living, how we've been doing for and looking out for our body. And so we now have another opportunity, another opportunity to start new. Erico 323, is that you, Kiana? You can come on in with me, beloved, if that's you. Yes, it's yes. me. Repatriate with me. Repatriate with me. Yes, beloved. Yes. 
I am in such a good mood. Thank you so much for your service and taking the time out to give so freely of yourself and just be so loving and open. And I receive every every inch, every ounce, every inch of it. Thank you so much. Alakia, Asante Sana, Shalom, Hotep Wu, <laughs> which means peace Yes, to all you. of that. <laughs> yes, yes. Greetings, Genevieve, uh, Reed. Go ahead, beloved. I'm just grateful for, for everything that's going to transpire. And I was just thinking how we think that we make what we, what we think is bad choices and what we think is rerouting is actually what we need to groom us to be who we were created to be or who we agreed to be when we came here to serve humanity, you know? That's right. And sometimes, um, beloved, that, that's seen as an outside force. That's seen as an outside challenge. God is testing me. People are testing me. Life is testing me. And we forget that we are co-creators in this process. That when you say God, you're saying your own head. You're you're calling on your own head. That's why when Moses asked, who art thou? The great power said, I am. I am that I am. And, and, And then the Christ, who is said to be his living image, Two said that you too are me. And if you think I'm yep. God in the flesh, then you too are God in the flesh and will do greater than I have done. And when we look at the advancements in technology, the advancements in science, the advancements in math, the advancements in medicine, since the time of the supposed Christ, since the time of the telling and retelling of this story, um, are we not God-like? Are we not God-like? Humanity? Do we not have the ability to, to wipe ourselves off the map right now if we chose? Yep. Do we not we have the, the opportunity to heal ourselves right now if we choose? And we can choose to heal ourselves. We can choose not to get the virus. We can choose to be clean. We can choose not to kill our family, our children, our, our, our elders, you know, by what we do in, in the operation of this virus. We can choose to be God-like right now. You can choose yep. to be the goddess right now. You can stand up and be the queen right now or the king right now that, that the divine creators are pushing us to be and have been pushing us to be all along. But we needed a wake-up call. Hmm. We, Talking about we order and everybody is on one accord. I'm noticing a little bit of everybody doing this right now. <laughs> on the pop shows, on the daytime shows. But we needed somebody to ring a bell. Some of you need somebody to bop you on the head. And, and that's your ancestors. Your ancestors bop you on the head. Often we immediately, as I suggested, look for the key on that thing that's outside of us. That's the problem. But we don't look just beneath the surface. Is it me? Is it my ancestors? Is it the goddess? Is it destiny? Is it God that's that's knocking on my door, that's trying to get me my attention? And so we're we're on a universal timeout. We're on a global timeout right now in order to allow people to think, to be creative. 
I watch a lot of pop TV. I don't always bring it into the show, <laughs> you know. But I, but I watch Wendy Williams and The View and and almost every news outlet. I I, I watch a lot of that stuff. You know, I'm, I'm a 24 hour a day um, news and media junkie. Um, so I pay attention, and I see that people, as I predicted, have have now gotten bored, have now gotten creative, have now had to find new things to do new ways of occupying their time, occupying their children's time. But I'm also, to, to my great uh, pleasure, um, am seeing people moving forward spiritually, activating their initiation, activating their instruction, activating their, their mentorship, uh, activating their shrine, dusting the, uh, the, the books off, knocking the dust off of that, those sacred books that you hold so sacred that you keep stacked up on that bookshelf, that you keep, you know, on, on that coffee table that now have dust on them. Um, now people are activating that kiln. Now people care. Uh, now people have time to care. And it also reinforces something that I've been saying for years, that in the Western society, in this industrial capitalistic culture, um, everybody's punching the clock or everybody's at work or everybody's, you know, trying to pay their bills and, and, and have gotten locked into a routine. Even religion has become routine. You know, every Saturday, every Friday, you make Jumai. Every Sunday, you know, you, you at, at the church, you know, it's routine. It's, it's routine. And, and the spirit part, the imagination part, the creativity part, the actualize, actualizing the, the reality of being in the moment, Part has has decayed over over the over the years, and so now people are feeling. Now people are in their feelings, in their emotions, in their bodies, in their environments, in a way that they have not had the opportunity to do. People are, are rearranging their living rooms. I heard. I heard living rooms is a big deal right now. <laughs> so anything having to do with living rooms, products having to do with living rooms, carpets, sofas, you know, coffee tables. Um, um, makeshift uh, fireplace set, set up, um, video games, television, anything you can imagine, board games. Just imagine living rooms and all the way we envision that space that we are living in right now. And your living room might not be the front room, you know, as we might say in the South. It, it might be that not. It might not be that set aside space where you got a coffee table and a sofa and a love seat, et cetera, but it might be where you live. It might be where you spend the bulk of your time. It might be where you do the bulk of your work. Um, and for me, that's my, my indigenous room. I spend the bulk of my time in my indigenous room. I craft in this space. I sequence in this space. I bead in this space. I draw in this space. I write in this space. Um, Many of you might not know when, I, when I'm doing my virtual readings, I'm doing it often from this space. Uh, from this space, I'm, so I'm surrounded by crystals and stones. I'm surrounded by my sacred books. I'm surrounded by the things that vibrate energy, love, culture, ethnicity, tradition, um, and to some degree, entertainment. I'm often asked, in, in a social context. And I know I'm buffering right now. Uh, unless you're on Block Talk Radio, um, I, I'm buffering. I'm buffering YouTube. 
So give me a moment to get you back online. Uh, that's why I always invite you. Kiana invites everyone every day to call in to area code 845-277-9143. Area code 845-277-9143. Pop that in for me again, Kiana, please, beloved, if you will. I remind you to call me. Call me so that when the show is buffering, as it's doing now, we have the opportunity to to continue and and it's fluidity from Blog Talk Radio. And that way you don't get missing parts, you don't get missing pieces, you don't get break up in the audio and, and in the and in the sound and in the conversation. There's not that break up in the stream of thought. Because Kiana and those who've been on the phone line will tell you when when YouTube buffers, I, I tend to keep talking. My goal is to keep talking and maintain the flow um, of what's being said. So I implore you, I invite you, I beg of you to call in. Even if you don't want to talk, you can listen and hear the show in its fluency at 845-277-9143. When you want to talk, unmute yourself. Press the number one so that I, so that I know that your hand is raised, and I will bring you into the conversation. Uh, so my apologies for the buffering. You all know I can't, my regular listeners know I can't always control what's happening happening in the buffering. I do realize some of you are on your mobile device, so you can't call and view at the same time. So please, uh, as uh, Geno, Geno, Genovere, please forgive me, Guinevere, <laughs> please forgive me for mispronouncing your name. As Guinevere Reed has done, Type your questions, comments, or requests that you wish me to respond to in all capital letters. That way I can visually see them. Keona can help me to see and identify them, and I will respond to you. Yes, Keisha Smith, thank you also for bringing me back on point. We need the wake-up call. We needed a global wake-up call. Listen, it's beyond religion. Religion wasn't working. Religion has created conflict. For many of you, for many of us, globally, religion has been problematic. Politics have been po- problematic. Philosophy has been problematic. Uh, I, I'm going to figure it out on my, on my own. That has been problematic. And so, yes, it has taken a, a universal response from nature, from Mother Nature, from the God itself, from the God itself, to get us to think in a different way the gift to re-examine how we're doing things, but more importantly, how we're doing things outside. You see, the first response shows up on the inside. How do I live? Do I have enough resources? Do I have what I need? Am I, am I able to access, you know, what me and my family and those who are hunkered down with me, what, what, what we need? But then, you have to start looking outside. At some point, how do I access my food? How do I access my medication? How do I communicate with grandma and granddad? How do I uh, maintain my employment? You know, at some point, you have to then begin to think outwardly. Another point spirit is, is pushing me to say, this ain't this, another reason this is not about you. This, this is not about you. For those of you who still think you're safe, 
you're okay, you're young, you have immunity. No one has immunity. There's no scientific proof of any kind of immunity. Even if you've already had this, even if you're walking around asymptomatic, you could be passing this to other people. You could be killing your children, your babies, your infants, your elders, your friends, your neighbors, if you're not adhering to these protocols. And I know some of you still live in regions where the protocols aren't clear. I live in a hot spot. I live in a hot spot. So trust the experience that I'm sharing with you as it's happening right here on the ground in New Orleans. I'm also paying attention to New York. I'm also paying attention to Chicago. My family is in Chicago. My brothers and sisters are in Chicago. My cousins and first cousins and nieces and nephews are in Chicago. I'm paying attention. But I'm also paying attention to Paris and London, you know, and other countries that I may not always spit out readily. San Paulo, Brazil, you know, Panama, Jamaica. I'm paying attention to Jamaica, you know. So this is real. This is not an illusion. Now, could it be a conspiracy? Perhaps. And there's all kind of ways of looking at conspiracies, where it came from, how it's generated, who, who produced it. Um, I don't want to be the voice of conspiracy. I don't want to be the voice of propaganda. I don't want to be uh, uh, the voice of misinformation. Uh, but there's some airborne theory to this. And I don't mean it's floating around in the air, per se, but science is backing up the idea that people can spit it out in the air in a normal conversation. They don't have to be sick. They can be a, 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 a asymptomatic carrier, and so they have no idea uh, that the virus is even present with them. And it can linger in enclosed spaces. It can linger in enclosed spaces. We now know it can linger on surfaces. So I'm talking like I'm speaking to my family. You are my family. I know my mama listens to the show. I know my sisters and brothers and cousins and friends and childhood uh, associates listen to this show. Uh, happy birthday, Tessie, by the way. Happy birthday, happy belated birthday, Tessie. By the way, Tessie's birthday was yesterday. I'm going to call you today, Tessie, at some point uh, later on in the day. Uh, but this is real, y'all. This is real. So you, you not only have to take your holistic precautions, your spiritual precautions, but you have to take your intellectual precautions. You have to take your well-fed, well-researched, you know, I'm tapped into the CDC. I, I get the text. I get the emails. I keep up with what they post on their site. I'm locked into every avenue of information that's available. So I go out of my way not to bring you misinformation, not to bring you bad information, not to promote foolishness and propaganda. Um, and so we have to consider that when we look at the high number in the black community. I know there's some listeners who hate when I talk black who hate when I talk African. I know you just want me to talk about the witchcraft and, and stick to that. I, I know. But this witchcraft, we're dealing with witchcraft right now, a biological, viral witchcraft right now. Uh, and just like negative energy, just like toxic energy, just like bad feelings, just like bad emotions, 
you many of my long-term listeners have heard me describe this already. You driving through the drive-through, you on your way to pick up your donuts for the morning. You getting off the elevator, you know, and the negative energy of your coworker, the person who shares your space, your family member who got up out of the wrong side of the bed, can implant itself on you, can stick to you. We're not always conscious of that. Like like the virus, we can't we can't see that. And now you got a glitch in your emotions for the day, and you don't know why. You aren't even clear where it came from. You aren't even sure exactly at what moment, you know, it happened, it took place. And so there's a very close similarity in how this viral enemy operates and how the enemy operates in general. Oh, yeah, I still believe in the enemy. And it's not a belief. It's an understanding. It's an understanding. There is absolute evil in the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't want to now digress into the difference between Satan and the devil and Lucifer. That's another uh, uh, little red riding hood journey that leads off to to the bad wolf at, at some point. But I'm talking about absolute power. Absolute power. When we look at the yin and yang symbol, that circle, I mean, if you're familiar, and then it has that S in the middle that separates that black part from that white part, that light part from that dark part, and then even in that swerve, uh, what do we call that, that paisley, even within that paisley, there's the circle that has the opposing or opposite or duality indicated by the the other color, the black dot and, and the white dot uh, represented in the um, yin and yang symbolism. Always duality, there's always balance, there's always something to be gained, even in the midst of what presents itself as the illusion of a challenge, there's opportunity to birth newness. There's an opportunity to create newness right now in, in your life in your body, in your soul, in your mind, in your spirit. People are, are, are learning at home, taking college at home, which is going to become a little bit of the norm uh, for some while, if not moving forward uh, into the future. How we view education might change completely, completely. Our schools in the future may be satellites, may be satellites, and and. Being on your computer, being on your device at home may very well become the norm. Uh, me and Tony Bell talk a lot about what we feel is owed to us uh, as children of the 60s. That Justin is owed to me. I want my flying car. Well, where's my flying car? <laughs> you know, that Justin is owed to us. A great deal of the technology from Star Trek, you know, our cell phones and, and computer technology uh, to some degree, uh, has showed up in our reality. But where's my Star Trek and my uh, Jetson? Jetson, remember the cartoon from the 60s, I believe? Where's my Jetson reality? And I want my flying car. So our world is changing. Our world has changed. But it's, as it always is, it's in transformation. Transformation is just real right now. Is it real to you right now? Is this real yet? Is this still a conspiracy for you? 
is this still creative imagination for you? Or, or have you woken up yet into the realness of this? Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's share. Let's talk about voodoo. Let's talk about obia. Let's talk about hoodoo. Let's talk about witchcraft and black magic, if you so choose. But I ask you to call me now on my toll-free number. Toll-free number. I know it don't sound like 800, and it might suggest a 900, but it's not a 900 number. It's a toll-free number, area code 845-277-9143. And I invite you, please, to click like right now to subscribe to my YouTube page right now, to subscribe and follow me right now on my blog talk radio platform at blogtalkradio.com forward slash the hyphen divine hyphen prince and call me at area code 845-277-9143. Keona, beloved, never feel like you're interrupted. Never feel like you can't just jump in and, and say your piece or ask a question or ring a bell and, and draw my attention to what's going on um, in the live chat. I want you all to also be informed that Blog Talk Radio also has a live chat. I just don't often open it up. It is opened up today. Um, so you can also chat me from Blog Talk Radio. It, it just means I have to look back and forth between two switchboards, two chat boards, and that's why Keona is here to help me to make sense of it all and to see uh, what's going on in, in the chat. Uh, Keona, I, I see your comments, and I'm going to say them out loud. Do not be fooled by any imitators. That's one of my tag, tag lines, but that's my reality. Do not be fooled by any imitators. Do not be fooled by any perpetrators. Do not be fooled by any overnight manifestations. There are no overnight manifestations. People have a background. People have a footprint. Practitioners have a footprint. I posted a, a YouTube video um, in both Instagram and my Facebook. On Facebook, I am facebook.com forward slash divine prince Ty Emeka. On Instagram, IG, I am IG.com forward slash Divine Prince Pi Emeka. And I posted a YouTube video uh, from a fellow follower specifically about Cash App, PayPal, fraud, fraudsters, perpetrators. And he didn't call out the witches and the pagans and the overnight root workers specifically. He hit every target including people who are selling products, who are offering you services, um, often now being promoted in IG um, and in the social media platform. And particularly millennials, you see that as real. And, and what I mean is when you see me, it, it's absolutely real, but I'm backed up with the legitimate, researchable, documented LLC. I'm backed up with the researchable, documented, findable website. These people should have a legitimate website. These people should have a background. So check LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the new adult Facebook, LinkedIn. And LinkedIn will share high school, elementary school, where I got educated, what 
So I always say people aren't doing their homework. That's my favorite word. My godchildren, my initiative students, my callers know that that's my favorite word. The wand, the rod, that's my favorite too because that's where the homework is. That's where the action is. That's where the ego, self-esteem, your sense of value in the question, in the request, in the topic, in the subject matter, that's where it stands up. That's where the rubber meets the road. And that's the homework. So we allow ourselves to be tricked. We allow ourselves to be beguiled by our politicians. We allow ourselves to, to allow them to speak one thing and do something else. Because at some point, you either give up on paying attention, close out on, on the paying attention. Those of you who say you don't listen to the news, you don't watch the news, you don't read the newspaper, you don't visit news sites, come on now. I know it's frustrating. I know it's irritating. Some of you getting your feelings, especially the empaths who are listening to me. You're getting your feelings, you're getting your emotions. You've got to respond. You've got to react. That's a divine nature to respond, to, re- to react. A God responds. A God reacts. But a God or a goddess responds or reacts from a God-like position. You think about it. You process it. You research it. You gather your words. You know, you get your thoughts together. We're not playing the dozens. We're not playing the dozens. See, the goal of playing the dozens is to think quick and on your feet and, and have have some snappiness and some rhythm to it. And, you know, and, and it's got to be just common knowledge. Don't necessarily have to be true in the dozens. It, it just has to be common knowledge. We're talking about reality here, my people. Reality. Reality. So COVID is an opportunity for us to clarify. Reality. And I'd like to use quartz crystal when I'm clarifying reality. I also like to use optical capsite when I'm clarifying reality. Sometimes when people don't get it, when people don't understand, when life is saying one thing, the divination is saying one thing clearly, and people don't get it. I flip my optical calcite. Now, some of you all are familiar with optical calcite. If I put this, you know, up a, up against a piece of paper directly over words, it will break it up, refract it. And so optical calcite is a doorway into enter, I-N-T-E-R, and intra, I-N-T-R-A, dimensional time space. For which we as humans, we we as divinity and clay, have access to inter and interdimensional time space for you to understand. Every time you go into the past, think about the past. Remember your wedding. Remember your honeymoon. Remember your abuse. Remember when you were attacked. You're traveling into the past. Not physically, and to some degree, not Literally, but according to the math, according to Einstein, I know sometimes I get my Einsteins and my Freuds and, and mixed up, but Einstein established the inter-intradimensional time-space uh, theory 
when he created uh, the theory of relativity. And so we exist right now, all of us right now, in at least 11 dimensional time spaces. And we interact with them, interact with them, but we also entrust that's going within and deeper within and to the levels that exist within. Um, I like playing around with math. I like playing around with quantum metaphysics. I like looking at spirituality and religion from the perspective of universal math, universal science. If it's true, then truth transcends your religion. Truth transcends your book, your great magical book. Truth transcends your cultural understanding or interpretation of what truth is. And so that's universal. That's universal. That requires us, use your imagination right now if you have to, that requires us expanding beyond Earth, beyond our atmosphere, into a more cosmic consciousness, looking at things from the perspective of, if I were third person, the alien, for example, coming in from another world, why would I? How would I? What would be my purpose for being? And, and there birthed the idea of alien intervention in humanity and in our consciousness, that great leap from animal nature, that great leap from apes. I'm almost uncomfortable saying that, that, that humans evolved from apes, but we also evolved from lemurs uh, and many other animals in creation. And you've heard me say before that we can uh, uh, in, in, invoke our animal nature, our insect nature. And we do so uh, on every occasion. It's, it's only when we slow down in meditation and think that we can think about and focus on specific details of our animal nature and then heighten that to our ability, to our best ability. Um, I have heightened hearing. I've had my hearing tested in, in a lab, in scientific research. I like to do scientific research products, uh, projects that, that do not involve the ingestion of medication. Um, so I've had my hearing tested. Um, I have great hearing, great hearing. I can hear the cats under the house. Um, I, I can hear the, the opossum, opossum when they, when they run through the yard. Um, I can hear people walking by. And if it's natural, please forgive me for the, please forgive me for the slight interruption. Um, for those who are with me on Blog Talk Radio, you can hear my computer. You can hear my Skype ringing. Uh, for my YouTube listeners, it's just an interruption, and if you're not on the phone line, you don't know why that buffering may happen. Uh, but um, I believe I was saying um, we have the ability to, to, to access our animal nature at, at any given point in our lives, and we often do without thinking about it. So I have great hearing, great hearing. Um, when the walking is not normal, my hearing amplifies. When the sound is not normal, or out of the ordinary, it amplifies. 
So if I move into a new house, a new apartment, a new location, um, I have to have a day, two, a week to get used to what the electronics in that house sound like, what the smoke detector, uh, Wendy Williams smoke detector is going off right now in the middle of her show. Uh, and she claims it's too high uh, for her to reach up or tamper with it or, or pull with the battery. Uh, and I get that. I do. I have a uh, 16-foot ceiling myself. Uh, but you get used to the sound in your house, in your envir- environment. And so people who live in the country know what I'm talking about. People who live in a rural area know what I'm talking about. People who live in the city have a hypersensitivity to certain sounds. Now, you may get used to the gunshot, but you hear it. You know, you can identify the gunshot and separate it from the backfiring of the car. And so as spiritualists, as empaths, as religious folks, as people who pray, as people who meditate, we are going into that inter, intra-dimensional space. That space belongs to Obatala as well, by the way. It's the realm of the cloud. It's the realm of the myth, M-I-S-T. I invite you to use your imagination if you have to, doing your meditation and envision heaven. Use your mind. Create heaven. Create clouds. Create the myth. That is indeed the sacred space that we go into when we close our eyes. And first there's darkness. And then your third eye opens and you begin to see color. You begin to see light. Now, some of us can visually see through our eyelids. So you see your veins, you can see the blood, some of us, as it moves through. Uh, I can see the little floaters every now and then, you know, as a diabetic. But humans naturally get floaters on the occasion. But there is a transition point where you move into the, the, the third, fourth, fifth, sixth dimensional space. And, and you enter the realm of spirit. And even the Christians, who fears the occult, who, who fears witchcraft, who has an aversion to even the discussion about meditation. I, I know some Christians who believe transcendental meditation opens you up to witchcraft. I know some spiritual people believe meditation opens you up to occult powers and occult forms. Uh, and, and there's a level of protection there. There's a level of safety in the realm of your own mind, in the realm of your own spirit. And your spirit, your soul, will lock you in to that protection. So some of you don't see, don't hear clearly because of your own level of security, of trust in that, in that realm. There's an altered state of awareness that happens when you close your eyes. That's natural. That's biological. That's chemical. When you close your eyes, when you, when you stuff your ears, you know, there, there's an altered state of reality t- that takes place even sitting in your closet, and it may be a well-prepared shrine room closet. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you have closets that size. I have a closet that's that, that, that size, size of a room. And you close that door, it, it changes the space. It changes the air around you. Some of you work in an office building with crowded space, with crowded offices, but you have a separate space. And just the closing of that door, the closing off of that of those windows, mutes that background sound, that background noise. That is another altered state 
another inter intra-dimensional space. Sometimes you're not off at work. Often after lunch, <laughs> you know, and you mute the sound. You lose consciousness of what is going on around you. You stop hearing the air condition, and, and you elevate to another level. You are inadvertently going into trance-like space, meditative-like space, creative space. People who pray, because I know I have prayer warriors who, who listen and follow this show, you are going into a creative space. It, it doesn't require tongues. It doesn't require the Holy Ghost necessarily. So the Holy Ghost can be a part of your process. You know, the ancestors can be a part of your process. The Orisha and the Loa and the deity and, and the voodoo can be a part of your process. But it is a, it is a natural, organic uh, skill um, that is available to humanity. And we all evolve to it, grow to it, learn to it, are um, um, <clears throat> knowledgeable of it in various degrees of our awareness and our exposure and our education and what we allow ourselves to hear. I often invite you to expand your awareness, and particularly right now, because you physically might not be able to go out, be able to mingle, uh, be able to, to go to social places, use tools that are available to you. Use your Skype, just not doing my show. <laughs> use your MySpace, uh, use your uh, WhatsApp, use your Google Duo, use your Baidu to reach out, to communicate, to share ideas. I like to ask, you know, what's it like in your village? What's it like in your, in your neighborhood? If you have a camera with a phone on it and you're in Brazil and you're in Nigeria, and you're in Ghana, and you're in Senegal, you know, I'm going to ask you, you know, walk me to the store. Walk me outside. Let me see your house. Let me see your block. Let me see your neighborhood. Man, the pictures, the videos that I have in my computer, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. I know people who live almost in the jungle of Brazil, in the wilds of Brazil, and their only access to the Internet is by Zoom, it is WhatsApp, is by way of satellite. And, man, it's amazing. It's amazing. Get beyond the physical. Get beyond the carnal right now. Maintain your body. Maintain your health. Maintain your strength. Maintain the minds of your children and people who occupy space with you. So use this as a time to expand Imagination. Imagination is just one step from spirit. I don't care what your religion is. Imagination, creativity, get out some crayons, get out some chalk, get out some pencils, write, draw, scribble, create, recreate. It is an act of tapping into the God within you. It is an act of tapping into the goddess within you. Thank you, Kiona. I see uh, a question mark. I see a new hand raised on my phone line. So I'm going to go to the uh, question mark first. Area code 832. I'm going to call your area code three times. So 832, I just called your area code for the second time. <clears throat> when, I see your, uh, when I say your area code again, I'm going to open your mic. But before I do so, I'm going to uh, look at my questions in the chat room 
first because that could be you. I'm looking at Anna Alchemy. Thank you so kindly. And she's asking, am I also clear audience due to this heightened, uh, heightened sense? Absolutely. And in, in all humor, I am all declared. <laughs> okay. Uh, I am all declared. I, I'm all the, um, how would we word that for those of you who, who would want to do a, a, a a Google, a Google search on it, who would want to do a Bing on it. I have all the different psychic senses, psychic, spiritual uh, sensibilities uh, that are often common, because we commonly hear, uh, we, uh, we commonly hear, I am a psychic. Uh, we hear now, uh, generically, you know, I talk to dead people. Uh, but we don't hear people use researchable words, scientific words, appropriate words, uh, like clear audit, for instance. And so, um, yes, I am uh, absolutely clear audit. Um, I also, one of my first skills is automated writing. Um, I'm a telepath. I'm a remote viewer. Um, I'm many of those things, not just because I say so, um, not just because I'm aware of the words and, and I'm attracted to them, um, but because I've done the research, because I've journaled most of my life. Uh, my mother's a retired teacher, as many of you know. So writing and studying and accessing encyclopedias and thesauruses and dictionaries and, and museums um, was commonplace for me in elementary school. I physically went to the same school that my mother taught at. Um, kinder, kindergarten, um, I got expelled from kindergarten in, in Prince George's County. I then got it uh, uh, accepted into Anne Arundel County in the school where my mother was teaching for the first, second, and third grade. It was in the third grade they set up a rule that um, you can no longer attend the that is not in your uh, county, that's not in your, your district. You have to attend uh, the school within, within your political uh, arena. And that's why you all have to participate in the census. So, because the census helps determine that. So, I can no longer go to the same school and have sort of the protection and guardianship of my mother being in the same vicinity. And so it was then that I had to go to school in PG County, in, in Coral Hill, Capitol Heights, Maryland. Um, some of you are familiar with that area. Suitland High School, Prince, uh, Francis Scott Key uh, Junior High, which is now a middle school. It might be a tech school. Bradbury Heights Elementary School. Uh, and so that's where I first, me and Lapani both started um, looking at, technically looking at Claire Audit skills and the difference between being Claire Audit and, and various other um, denominations of, of spiritual gifts that, that I'm feverishly trying to find a list of right now, and I can't. So, Keanu or somebody, if you can find that list for me right now, because I can't focus on several things at once. 
and talk. Um, find that list for me that includes the Clear Audit so that I can um, introduce it to our, to our listeners so they understand why I'm saying that there's a difference. Um, Eric code 832, who's calling and where are you calling from? It's Tamara, Tamara Bragg. Greetings, brother. Greetings, greetings, Prince. How are you? All of the blessings. All is a blessing. All is a I, blessing. I yes, it is. I have strength. I have libation. All is a blessing. Yes. I wanted to ask, um, because I know you do the ancestral readings um, and guiding people on their path based on their ancestral, uh, you know, DNA. So you suggest getting their DNA done through 23andMe or AfricanAncestry.com or whatever. But I was told that right now is a dangerous time to send your DNA because the government has access to it or they tried to pass some law to where they would get access to it from AfricanAncestry.com or whatever. So is there a way to do that type of reading without my ancestral history? Um, yes. And let me give, give a little context to my guess. That's the way we mm-hmm. did it up until technology became available. Um, and, and black people, let's, let's be clear, African Americans were introduced to Yoruba ancestral worship, Egun, really like in the 60s. There was a limited number that were aware prior to that. It wasn't a pop culture phenomenon. It wasn't something that, mm-hmm. we, you know, we were Christians. We were church going. Um, so, so it was mm-hmm. new. And so look at Mukomi. When we look at Cuba, when we look at Puerto Rico, when we look at uh, Brazil and Candable, when we look at Louisiana, when we look at Mississippi, we've done it historically by manipulating shells, by manipulating timelines. Mm-hmm. Now, I use technology because it gives us a whole other layer that was not available to us before. It gives us details that were not available to us before. I also feel like I must speak to um, the propaganda that you're referencing. And it, and it is indeed mm-hmm. propaganda. But give me a okay. second here to breathe on my water <laughs> before I speak to <laughs> Okay. I have to say that out loud because when blocks up radio listeners, when I stop talking, they don't know what's happening. But, but give me a second to drink some water. Give me, um, okay. give me a minute and 37 seconds, and then my, I'm going to go to my next caller and, then I, and, and respond to you, and then I'm going to come right back. Yes, sir. That's fine.
that's being manufactured by way of the, the, the cute meme, you know, which has just enough truth in it to make you laugh, to make you smile, to make you think, just enough truth in it to grasp onto your fears, your worries, your concerns, and then these get funneled to us in these, in these viral messages. And so some of you believe 5G is giving you the virus. Some of you believe the government is using your DNA, you know, to clone people or, or to create products that, you know, like um, uh, what's the black woman whose, whose blood uh, is, has been used now for decades, you know, in the, in the creation of products. You know, there's that little bit of truth in the reality of what the devil can do. And I'm not talking about a specific race right now, because we all too mixed up to talk about specific races. Let me see your DNA chart. Let me see your DNA card. You know, so I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the devil, you know, gets in these systems, gets in these people, gets, gets in these theories that, that we have, gets in these fears that we have. And uses that to fuel us against what's in our best good. So I'm aware of all that stuff. I see all that stuff. Right now, as I said at Facebook, I'm actively blocking that stuff. And if I don't know you personally and I can't reach out to you in private messages and say, beloved, that's not true. You don't have that reason to fear DNA. I'm, I'm blocking those people who are hitting me up every day with 10 of these viral messages. Um, now, I got a first cousin who's into it. I'm not going to block her. I love her to death. <laughs> she has a lot to do with why I'm who I am today. Um, so I'm not going to block her. But I try to educate her to the best of my ability, if not through her, through her children, for a little bit more Internet savvy, for a little bit more social media savvy, that a lot of what you're saying is nonsense. It's not true. So don't fear, Tamara, don't fear DNA for that reason. Seriously, mm-hmm. they're not using your, your blood, you know, to, to harm us, to attack us in that way. Uh, our government is much more savvy than that. No, let me use mm-hmm. another word. Our government is much more slicker than that. They're they more slick right. than that. Um, so uh, those absurd things that are being projected to us, I don't think that's a reason um, to fear taking a DNA test in order to get the wealth of value that myself and many others have, have found and discovered. Even my white listeners, even my listeners of other ethnicities have taken the DNA test, have done ancestor work and divination with me, and it's been life-changing, negative and positive. You know, I find out that my great-great-grandfather on my father's side was a Confederate soldier was either white mm. or possibly wrong, or either passed for white. Um, that was never discussed in my family. That wasn't known in my family. My great-grandfather, and I have his picture, I posted his picture on Facebook, he looked Indian. He looked indigenous. He looked Creole. Today we mm-hmm. might say he looked biracial because, because that's a new, more modern word. But without that DNA test, you don't know. Rachel Dalazar. We didn't really know that she got away with for a very long time. It is her language that trips her up. It was her demonstration that trips her up. It was her callousness and doing the homework and gaining the understanding about her demonstration that, 
that got her in trouble with the public, <laughs> that got her in trouble with the media. So, yes, beloved, um, we can do the work, but um, you're, you're missing a part of it if you don't have that work done. And, and my advice, my advice, your fear is, is not quite founded as a reason to not have that work done. Okay. So which site um, do you recommend? Which company do you recommend? I, I, I recommend the sites that I've used personally, that I have mm-hmm. knowledge of, that I've been operating in since 2007, and that's Ancestry.com first, and then mm-hmm. 23andMe. I got them okay. both to sort of attack. I'm coming to the question, Fiona. I'm, um, Christina G., I'm coming. I got them both so that I could attack the conspiracy theory. I, I wanted something to compare it to. I also have um, people that I'm working with who have done other tests that I either cannot afford um, or haven't been given access to yet, like um, African Ancestry might be one of them. Uh, there's another one that doesn't readily come to my mind. Um, it's free, but it's real scientific, um, and you have to have a your number from, from another test to input in, in those systems. I invite people using doing their research and using other tests and then bringing that knowledge to us. Each test do not give you the same information. They do not have access to all of the same copies. Um, 23andMe, for instance, has a heavier em- emphasis on biology, um, health, wellness genes and traits that, that run in family lines. They do for a strong ancestral component. That's where my Egyptian really stood up and started to speak uh, with 23andMe. But my family background, my lineage, marriage certificates, birth certificates, uh, death certificates, deeds, that kind of stuff is strong in Ancestry.com. So, so I use both. In, in my personal practice, but I'm gaining access to others through uh, people like you and Paul uh, Cologne and others who have investigated and are investigating other other tests. Uh, I come right back to you, beloved. Um, as long as you don't have no background noise, but your mic and Keona's mic will remain open. Um, any new listener have to press the number and then I'll um, I can address your question. Um, Christina, okay, thank Christina, you. How, how can we ask for a simple prayer? If you're talking about from me, just email me. Just email me. Um, listen, it's at the top of my, my services portion of my website. If it's operating correctly, um, free. Prayer is free. Greetings are free. Salutations are free. The sharing of love and concern and information, you know, it's free. Um, but if you need specifics, hit me up. Now, now if you're trying to get into the mystery, Arisha, Egun, you got to get ancestral working divination. You have to get uh, ritual um, divination with the um, – show some level of commitment. Show some level of love. Show some level of support for the house, for the ministry, for the information, because um, that's really what that is. Um, and it goes a long way, I assure you. Um, many who are in the room, um, including Imana, 
Imani Sankofa um, would tell you that I'm very accessible. Been around a long time, and people who me have access to me forever. Um, even people I've had a beef with, even people I just fell out with, all they got to do is email me. It's right back on. So I'm not the psychic. I'm not the reader who you connect with for 15 minutes, 20 minutes. You get your reading and, and you go on with your life. Uh, this is a life vocation for me and for many of the people who communicate with me. So if you want specific, um, I can give that to you. Once upon a time, Christina G., I opened up with a prayer, opened up with um, an offering in in Europe or or in, uh, and I found that it was only valuable to people who spoke those languages, only valuable to people who understood what what was being said. It was only valuable to people who were on that level. Um, It wasn't valuable to people who didn't know what I was saying. Um, So I would incorporate the English. Um, And, of course, that made it longer. So my introduction, my prayer, my meditation grew. And so if you go back in my archive, uh, five years, 10 years, my opening was 30 minutes long, 45 minutes long, my my affirmation. Um, and, And some people started skipping that part of the show or would only come in midway to the show. Um, and so I tried to gain some sense of um, order. There should always be Ijuba, you know, which in Yoruba means prayer, mantra, salutation. There should always be Oriki. We, we, we open everything with the prayer. And, and so I do so even in this format, um, but I do what's appropriate to this format. So if what you're asking me is, more specific, specific work that you're doing, specific deities you want to acknowledge, specific things that you want to to alert in the spirit realm, just email me, beloved, at divineprince, D-I-V-I-N-E, P-R-I-N-C-E, at houseofthedivineprince.com. And I'll absolutely respond to you. I always respond. Unless there's a technical glitch, I, I never ignore an email. I never skip an email. A Rob Stone, I, I never ignore you, you know, because you're white or anything like that. Um, if I don't see it, I, I just don't see it. I just ask, email me. And you can use social media, you know, to say, hey, I sent you an email. Maybe it got lost. You know, I'll always, always respond. I, I'm with you, um, Christina G. I'm, I'm with you, beloved. Um, let's see, what's my next question, comment, or concern? Anna Alchemy asks, um, am I still, no, she asked, am I clear audience? And, and I kind of spoke to that. I wanted to speak more to that um, once I found my information. I never like to like speak on stuff without you being able to follow up on what I said, um, um, and I have it now. Um, there are many levels of intuitive skill, intuitive power, and I'm speaking to everybody. I don't care what your religion, what your spiritual belief is or is not. Um, humans with a soul, humans with a spirit, 
have sensibilities that transcend your basic five senses. And they include clairvoyance, which is clear seeing, which is the ability for your third eye to be open and for you to see. Not physical things that show up. This activates the third eye. This activates the penal gland. This provides a point of focus. This provides a point of meditation for the person whose clairvoyance is activated, whose third eye, that triangle that sits right here, is open. And so you see vision. Uh, the magical book says you, you, you dream dreams. Young people would dream dreams, and old people would see vision. That is an act of clairvoyance. It's the most well-known, but it's also the least understood, the intuitive gift that provides the ability to see, to see. Clairvoyance can be very subtle. For example, you may just see a color, a number, a symbol. You may not be seeing the movie. You might just be seeing symbolism that then has to be interpreted and understood. So you may or may not understand the symbolism in the moment. And that's why I strongly suggest people journal. You have the clear uh, and sensing, C-L-A-I-R-S-E-N-T-I-E-N-C-E, clear feeling. We love we. We lump that into empathic ability. We say I'm an I'm a empath, the ability to, to feel clearly, to feel the emotions of others, um, to, to, to feel and interpret our own emotions properly at any given emotion, because sometimes our emotions show up as an illusion. Um, just for the sake of clarity, let me go back and spell clairvoyance, L-A-I-R, V. O Y A M C E. That's clear feeling. I'm sorry, clear seeing. Third eye seeing. Clear, um, clearance, clear sentence. C L A I R S E N T I E N C E. Clear sentence is clear feeling. What we often assimilate into empathic ability, empathy, feeling the emotions of others, also feeling inadequately and, and properly, appropriately interpreting our own feelings at, at, at any given stage that come through the spirit realm, spirit realm. Number three is clear audience, which is what um, uh, Beloved asked about. Clear audience is what... Um, and alchemy asked about. And clear audience is about clear hearing, clear hearing. And so sometimes you see me out here, especially doing a reading, even in a show you see me looking off, and I'm hearing. I'm hearing the ancestors. I'm hearing the egun. I'm hearing the egun goon. Sometimes I'm hearing your guide. Sometimes I'm hearing my own guide. Sometimes I'm hearing the ancestors. And then we have to separate those voices and separate them from your inner voices, the voices of your mom, your dad, 
the most overt, the loudest people in your existence, in your reality. That is referred to and known as clear audience, clear hearing. It's not um, uh, entirely uh, spiritual. Some of your physical wiring takes place, but you hear clearly. Sometimes people are talking and telling their story, and I hear the truth, or I hear the lie. Big Mama is good for that. Big Mama is good for that. She hear you tell your story, but she hear the lie in it, or she can hear the truth in it, um, and, and it shows up as clear audience. There's also clear cognizance. Claire Cognizant, C-L-A-I-R-C-O-G, N like Nancy, I-C-A-N-C-E. Claire Cognizant, which is clear knowing. Now, clear audience, you're speaking and I hear the truth. I hear what's really being said. Claire Cognizant is about a knowing. Big Mama don't have to hear your story. Big Mama can look at you. Big Mama can feel it on you. Big Mama can absorb it from you. Big Papa can, can, can just, the minute you come through the door, boy, where you been? That's, that's not a question. That's an opportunity for you to tell the truth. <laughs> boy, where you been? Big Papa already know. I already know. And I catch people often in the middle of the reading, and I stop them. I say, wait a minute, that's too much detail. I didn't ask you for detail. I, I, didn't, I didn't ask you to tell me what's going on. Because that clear cognizance, clear knowing already uh, kicks in. Also, when people attempt to read the magical book, attempt to read the Quran, attempt to read the Veda, um, if you're not operating in spirit, if your third eye is not open, if, if you can't operate in clear cognizance, sometimes you can't understand what's being said. Or the parables that are presenting um, only allow you to see the forest and not the trees. There's also what's called being of a reprobate mind. A person who's operating in their ego, operating in their arrogance, operating in their, operating in their grandiosity, operating in their greed, and, and God, or the goddess, will allow a person to be operating in um, that, that state of mind, that state of deprivation, where they, you're only allowed to see what you see. You're only allowed to believe what you, be, what you believe. And interference doesn't come into play. You're not being motivated now to see the light. You, you are being given into your own ignorance, your own mind, your own delusions if you will. So there's also what's called Claire Claire Alien. Claire Alien. C L A I R A L I E N C E. And that's clear smelling. Um my best friend of over thirty years, Paul um Paul Wayne, um, if he's listening. Uh, somewhere between California and, and, and Colorado, he has this ability, uh, Claire Alien. Uh, we were 
somewhere one day. He had an appointment, and I went with him. And we had been there well over an hour, and we were talking and sort of waiting. I turned in the process, and he started sniffing around, which is what Claire Aliens is. He started sniffing around, the clear smelling, the ability to smell, and he could smell the the cornbread that he left in the oven back home an hour ago. Um, and sometimes you smell life or you smell death or you smell food or you smell roses or you smell lilac. Um, and it could be the presence of spirit or the spirit or God um, or, the, or, or the mother of God, uh, the, the, the great virgin or, or Urzuli Frita or Urzuli Dantour. Uh, Babalu Oye is said to have a, a, a frightful smell, the smell of, of putridness, smell of mold uh, and decay. And so for an intuitive or spiritual person, um, it shows up as clear alien. And for, for, forgive my pronunciation, for, forgive my accent, for, for, forgive my, um, my stutter, uh, <laughs> forgive my... Um, uh, inability to, to uh, pronounce some of these words uh, incorrectly or correctly. And so that's why I'm spelling them for clarity. C-L-A-I-R. All these words spelled start with Claire. C-L-A-I-R. A-L-I-E-M-C-E. E-E-M-C-E, which is clear smelling. Uh, the next one on our list is clear gustiness. Clear Claire Gustin, C-L-A-I-R-G-U-S-T-A-N-C-E. And that is clear tasting. Um, thank you for the donation, but I won't get it, beloved. I won't get it. All those the donations you sent to YouTube go to YouTube. And they're supposed to come back to AdWords, but so far I haven't seen it. Now, if you want to allow it to be there as a test, Go right ahead. Um, I may get it sometime in the future. I don't know. But YouTube certainly will get it. Um, a more direct way to offer a donation or an offering or, or an evo or to or pay an evo to the spirit. You know, we pay evo to the spirit sometimes. Um, I think in the Hispanic culture, it's referred to as the rocha, and where you pay an offering to Oshun or Yemiya or, or Lepa. Because you're doing a prayer, you're doing a ritual. I invite you to send that to my PayPal. Um, and Kiona has inputted my PayPal link. I put it by my PayPal link earlier in the show. And there I'll be more likely um, to get it. But I don't know about stop the donation button in, in YouTube. I, I don't know about that. But I appreciate you. I appreciate the love. I appreciate the public demonstration thereof. And if $20 ain't that big of a deal for you, um, let it rest as, a, as an experiment. And let's see if I really do get it. Let's, let's see if, I, if it really does come to me. But I'm just offering a caution. Right now, I can't say that I'm getting any of the donations that come through, through the YouTube Live uh, Super Chat button. But I appreciate it. Clear tasting, which is clear gustiness, is an inner tasting. That is tasting 
without actually putting in anything in your mouth. So certainly you taste peppermint. Certainly you taste, uh, 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 I'm trying to be cute right now. <laughs> certainly you taste, um, um, oh, wow, there's a particular uh, breed. There's a particular strand. Um, I was trying to be cute and come up with, with a more technical word for, for herbs for marijuana, but suddenly you taste chocolate, suddenly you taste tobacco, suddenly you taste rum, not because you've actually partaken, but as an intuitive, as a spiritual response, and that's referred to as clear gustiny, clear tasting, and so, yes, beloved, um, and I've experienced everything that I've just shared. Blog Talk Radio, please, I ask you to uh, allow for a, a momentary intermission. My YouTube Live, um, you're going to walk with me. I told you early on, I, I got supersonic hearing. And so I'm hearing something outdoors. So give me a moment. Let me hydrate. Let me go be nosy. I'll be back in three minutes, three minutes and 40 seconds. Three minutes and 40 seconds. I'll be right back. All of the blessings. I will be
Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your love. Thank you kindly for your understanding. Thank you for your offerings and your donations and your support and your listenership. And I invite you, I invite you, you are my co-host. And I'm not trying to be Wendy Wade. You are my star. And I invite you to call me now at area code 845-277-9143. 845-277-9143. This may very well be your last opportunity to get on the phone before the phones are locked. Then only the people who are on the phone line will be able to continue to speak for the remaining portion of the show. And, of course, people who visit the page and go back and listen to an archive can also hear uh, that remaining hour that falls after 2 o'clock uh, on the show, if we talk that long. I also want to continue to acknowledge my chat and the nice capitalized questions and comments um, that are being placed in the chat for me to respond to. Courageous Umi asks, how much do How, how do I know which path to take spiritually? They really don't want to mix practices. Now, you know, the idea of mixed practices is kind of, um, it's an illusion. The practices are already mixed. The practices are already mixed. Every time a young woman marries a young man, and they move off, you know, and create a life, you know, you're creating a new lineage. You're creating a new pattern, a new way, a new organization of doing things. So we here in the West, and particular, um, particularly African-Americans, uh, Latinos, Hispanic Americans, the people who we would say operate under this umbrella that is H-E-R, we debate about past names, past titles, um, how things are done or not done. But in the reality, uh, and I say it all the time, it's all voodoo. You can't have E5 without voodoo. You, you can't have voodoo without E5. Um, and so the idea of what a path is, what spiritual path you should take, the, the idea of mixing them um, it has become convoluted. So we're looking at lineage, which is why we do the DNA test in my house. What What is your bloodline lineage in terms of your ancestors? Another way we look at paths is geographic location. How Ephi is taught and instructed and passed on in Osoflo, West Africa, Nigeria, it's not the same as how it's done in Cuba or how it's done in Brazil. So therefore, again, we, we birth new paths. Um, some would say root working, conjure, uh, hoodoo is an evolution, is a growth, is a new development of paths that comes out of geographic location, that comes out of where you're born, of course, who you are born from, lineage, and then what the common practice is in that in that house, in that village, in that in that 
specific location because even in the same town, every house is not going to operate specifically the same way. There will be a foundation. There will be things that are traditions. There will be things that adhere to protocol. But then humanity gets involved. Then individual coloration gets involved on top of that. So you determine through divination. You choose a mentor. You choose someone who's operating in a legitimate system, in a legitimate path. I have been legitimately initiated and educated into multiple paths. And that's why I'm a pan-African practitioner. That's why I'm able to navigate a little bit of Apollo, a little bit of Ebal, various branches of, of, of voodoo, as well as witchcraft, an understanding of religion, an understanding of the cultural practices that represent many of the quote-unquote spirit paths that we are seeking today, beloved, choose from. So, so choose you. Choose you. Who are you? Who are your people? Where did you come from? And that will help you to clarify your spirituality, your spirit path. And, of course, I invite you to email me and, and take on the, the effort of ancestral work and divination, and I can help you to sort of walk through that. I understand um, being drawn to voodoo and, and, and papalepa, uh, but be sure that it's calling you. We don't choose our path. We don't choose voodoo. We don't choose ifa. It, it, it literally chooses us. And those who do choose and feel like they can pay for it and buy it, you know, that sort of thing, created, self-created, um, typically they like us in a mess. The demonstration, the manifestation becomes evident of what they're really standing on or not standing on. Um, so I appreciate you, uh, Courage. I love your question. How do you, April Anthony asks, how do I activate intuition? What does that mean, initiation, and what does that mean? Uh, initiation is the act of entering any system, organized system of understanding, or looking at the world, or looking at life, or looking at a particular religion. For example, one might say the initiation into church is a belief in God an acceptance of the story that, you know, God became flesh and crucified himself just to save your life. Um, that's a part of that initiation. Baptism, that's a part of that initiation. Um, committing them to tithe, that's a part of that initiation. So every system has an initiation. Even uh, a new job, you know, a new work location, they have a particular way of doing their paperwork. They have a particular way of, of a chain of command. They have a particular way of, of doing things. So initiation here is getting in contact with your ancestors, learning the system that involves the honor and acknowledgement of ancestors, being clear about who your ancestors are, hence, i.e., DNA, uh, and then, of course, clarifying your head. Because without your head, you can't work a reason. You 
can't work for Y. You can't work with deity. And, and in all honesty, your spirit guide, which you can connect with without tradition, without initiation, without a path, still can't help you if your head is not operating in clarity. And so that's why I, I strongly push crystal, mineral, and stone, and particularly quartz crystal. This is selenite, uh, by the way, for those of you who don't know. Uh, this is a selenite wand. It's one of the, the, the uh, directors of light energy. Uh, you can point the purest of white light at any target, person, place, or thing uh, by use of uh, 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 selenite wand. You also activate your initiation by finding a mentor, Anthony. I'm sorry, April Anthony. I don't know why I keep saying your last name first. April Anthony. Um, a mentor who's operating in a system, who's operating in a well-established uh, protocol of entryway uh, into, into a, a science and art or practice. Just because a person says they're a, a mason on Facebook don't mean they're a mason and don't mean they qualify to offer you that, that initiation. So you know there's a process to that. Other people should be, should be present. There should be evidence of other people who should also have taken and gone through successfully uh, that process. I always say there's a footprint in everything. I, I have a footprint. My godchildren have a footprint. Even the ones that don't work with me today. My godchildren. Yeah, I hear you. Forgive me for the buffering. Blog Talk Radio, you already know. I had another Skype call interruption. But I appreciate your time, your support, your offerings, your donation, your love, your words. To this show At this time in this season Please type your questions Comments or requests in the chat In all capital letters April Anthony if I need to say more uh, Let me know Courageous Umi Kiona if I need to say more Please let me know I appreciate you And I appreciate your offering There are other um, Psychics spiritual manifestations that we often allude to, not only in this, in this format, on this show, but just in social media uh, in general. Uh, and that is astral projection. You hear me talk about that a lot, mental projection, the, the ability for someone to consciously choose to project thoughts or their astral body at a remote location. To show up in your space, in your environment, uh, is a projection of their astral body, not necessarily their physical body. And, of course, mental projection, to project mental thoughts to a person, to a, to a location. Um, 
Apportation is the ability to undergo materialization, disappearance, teleportation of an object, to cause an object to disappear and to come back, to, to, to cause yourself to manifest materially um, at a remote location. Automatic writing was one of my first gifts. In elementary school, I'm chewing the orange box off radio. When children would play with crayons and pencils and ink pen and draw and scribble and create, I learned automated writing. No one taught it. I didn't read it in a book. I don't know how it came to be other than spirit. And I just remember one day scribbling all over a piece of paper, going into a trance-like experience, and then afterwards seeing images, words created in, in, in the scribble, in what would otherwise be scribble. It was years later that I would learn I was manifesting automated writing, the ability to draw or write without conscious intent. Of course, divination is something that we operate in and talk about uh, tarot is just one form of divination. I Ching is another form of divination. Room is another form of divination. Of course, court and, and the appropriate application of court scrying, which is what we do when we're looking into a crystal, uh, is another form of divination. Animal and nature divination um, I teach my godchildren how to read pigeons, how to read doves, how to read squirrels, how to read dogs and cats uh, in, in terms of divination, what direction they're moving, how they're moving, uh, what message is being written, uh, bees, butterflies, speak languages to us uh, in their motion uh, that can show up as a form of divination. Dousing and, and, and the ability to hold uh, copper, wood, other forms of wand, um, and liken antenna, and then discover water, to discover oil, to discover things that might be hidden uh, in a particular uh, physical geographic location. We know that it's dowsing, D-O-W-S-I-N-G. Uh, and of course, there are all forms of energy medicine, the ability to heal with one's own empathic etheric, astral, mental, or spiritual body. Sometimes that shows up as Reiki, the ability to direct your energy, your life energy, into someone's astral body or light body or electric body. Because with Reiki and other forms of light touch, you don't physically touch a person. You may get close. You might get right in here. But you are directing energy, you are drawing out energy, you are projecting energy in a form of healing. And we know that as energy medicine, levitation, the ability to float or fly by mystical means. And there's a physical, literal manifestation of levitation, and then there's a spirit levitation. Sometimes you levitate while you're meditating. You close your eyes, you, you, you think of it. You might say you use your imagination. 
and you envision yourself off the ground. You envision yourself floating. And, and to learn that, practice that, use your imagination at first. Open your eyes, see what's around you, envision your chair, imagine what your chair would look like if you were looking at it straight down, and then go back into your meditation, go back into your trance state, and use your imagination to lift yourself up into the air. Over time, uh, um, people who meditate, uh, magi and, and Sufis and, and spirituals all over the world have, have been uh, known and have been purported and documented to be able to physically levitate uh, themselves and other objects. Mediumship or channeling, we know the ability to, to receive messages to receive clear audience from disembodied, out-of-bodied, and other, and other worldly spirits and entities. Uh, we're going into overflow on the phone line. So stay on the phone line. You'll continue to be able to hear me, but also to speak. Of course, uh, Keona and, and, and Tamara Bragg, your mics remain open. All you have to do is unmute yourself and jump in if you have a question or comment. No one else can actively get on the phone now at this point. So you Okay, I so have you a can question. Now. Yeah. Go ahead, beloved. Who is that, Kiona or Tamara? It's Tamara. I was posting it in the chat because I didn't want to interrupt you. So Please, I prefer you to speak. You okay. So my first... <laughs> okay. So my first um, question was, how can you block someone from astral traveling or astral projecting into your home or your personal space? Because I've had this happen to me before. Um, an enemy was doing this, like coming into my house, like being nosy. Okay. You know, my first basic thing is always crystal, mineral, and stone. Now, you don't, <laughs> you don't want to use Black obsidian. Black obsidian is a truth stone. Now, if you're trying to figure out who it is or what they want mm-hmm. or, or get them to the truth, then you're going to use a combination of black obsidian and selenite wand. But if you're trying to block them, prevent them from entering at all, you want to use stones that are typically associated with theft. For instance, uh, rubies. Rubies are actually um, a lot more readily available, accessible, and practical than a lot of people might think. When you think about a ruby, you you think about a a very expensive uh, gemstone, often a small piece of gemstone because of their value uh, and jewelry. But you can go to crystal crystal shops, crystal fairs. Um, sometimes you see these big crystal shows that happen at your, you know, your local, uh, uh, um, your local uh, convention center, and you might be able to access ruby and various types of, of ruby. And ruby protects against theft. You also want to use uh, hematite, natural, organic. Uh, it's also going to be come with a polish. I, I moved my my barrel away from me, so I don't have any that's in arm reach. Uh, but hematite will help to block 
and limit people's ability to not only get into your space, but to get into your space, your range of availability, your range of feeling, your, your range of accessibility. Um, so that's mm-hmm. another thing. Keeping your house clean, feng shui is so important. The order of what's in your house, some of you, you know, a little clutter, a little junky. Some of you are hoarding, not you, Tamara, but, but people will listen to us right now. You're also holding on to energy, bad memories, negative energies. Yes, you are holding on to the, to the energy of the person who may have passed away, for instance. But you're also holding on to all the other stuff. So right. you know, people who might be hoarding, people who, who live in quarters and spiritual quarters don't allow for the free full energy. You're also causing blockages within yourself, but also holding on to gin, demonic spirits, lower-lying energies that can also help and assist in people projecting into your space. Um, so, so I would consider that. Um, and, of course, the other level of cleanliness is smudging, you know, weekly, mm-hmm. monthly, you know, going through with spades and going through with frankincense and myrrh, setting up your ancestral shrine, setting up your icons, making sure your icons are clean. If you are using statuary and icons, they are living deities in our tradition. They are living things in our tradition. So they must be kept clean. You can't just set them up and, and let death be on them. They must be charged by your energy. Sometimes they have to be moved around. Sometimes just in the process of going and, and cleaning that mantle or cleaning that shrine, you know, you, you take every piece off and you clean it and you never put it back exact. Even if you try to, it's never exact. You're changing the code. You're changing the order of things. So make sure that you just don't have stuff and you're not using your stuff or responding and interacting with your stuff, keeping your stuff clean applying uh, oil to your stuff, you know, that kind of stuff, that kind of thing, that can also okay. help to block out any of this interference and, and manipulation that can be coming from the outside. Okay. Okay. Noted. I'm, I'm taking notes. <laughs> um, I only had one more question, and then I'll let everybody else go. So I, I had an experience where I was praying um, to the ancestors, Olodumare and um, Orishas and everything. I had a spiritual battle going on. And I started speaking in this, like, ancient tongue. It, it, I can't say it sounds like speaking in tongues, like in church. It, it's not the same. It's yeah. almost like an actual language. Hmm? Yeah. Well, the Bible yeah, and references. Yeah, it sounds really ancient. That Bob, the Bible, that magical book, for those of you who don't know mm-hmm. what I'll be talking about, I say that magical book, I'll be talking about the Bible. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. it, it references not only speaking in tongues. I don't know the right. scripture right now. I'm, we're not trying to get on a biblical discussion. You can easily find it, you know, if you want to, people will listen. Uh, but it says other tongues, but it also references speaking in tongues. So there, like I say, you all have an individual spirit language, individual spirit symbolism. God, the God that speaks to you individually, it doesn't need no interloper, doesn't need no intermediary, doesn't need a middleman, 
a, a middle woman. It doesn't need a book. It doesn't need anything. If God wants you to know something, God can tell you directly. Mm-hmm. If you're listening, if you're open, if you're willing to hear. And so that's mm-hmm. where the work comes in for, for a lot of people. Um, so there is a tongue that only spirit communicates in between you and God, between you and God, or, or between you and your ancestors and maybe ancient ancestors that speak a language that's no longer written or documented or known to humanity. And even in that, okay. there's some order. It should make sense. It's not just going to be gibberish and random. It's going to make sense. Then there's the speaking, you know, in other tongues, which I just referenced, ancient ancestors. Other parts of your DNA might be another way of saying it that you are unfamiliar with. You know, if right. Swedish is in your DNA, you might start speaking Swedish, and you don't know that. You may not be familiar with Swedish. So record it. Document it. Write it down. I can remember back in the late 80s, I got, well, someone gifted me a picture. It came from an African festival that was held in, in somewhere in Los Angeles at the time. And the artist then had drawn or painted these beautiful black African warriors, you know, naked with spears and shields. And they were sort of lined up, not like the, the, uh, the, the uh, what is today, Marty Tuesday, not like the, uh, what do you call it? The Last Supper, you know, a, a mm-hmm. Christ, but similar, set up very similar to that. Yeah, in the Christian mm-hmm. world today, it's March Thursday, which, which is also a reference to the Last Supper, and, and many other things happen in the biblical context of things that make today a very powerful, magical day. Um, so in that picture, they were so strong, and they called out to me, and they told me to thank even though they were creations of this artist, imagine, they told me their name. And so I wrote the case down for each lawyer. And it was years later, like 20 years later, that I found that all the names were accurate. And they represented various tribes in Africa, some of which are still in existence, others of which we don't have, you know, appropriate or adequate documentation for them. So you gotta take notes, beloved. You gotta write that stuff down. You gotta keep it and on record so that as you evolve and grow, the spirits will reveal things to you. God will reveal things to you. The answers answers will reveal things to you. And sometimes it'll show up like like deja vu, and other times it'll be hardcore because you got it written down. You got it on videotape. You got it recorded. It's in your book. And then later okay. on, it shows up. You know, I put a lot of stuff, a lot of predictions in social media because we forget that that's a permanent record. Now, yes, we've had certain sites that have gone down in history, MySpace to some degree, Yahoo 360, uh, not Yahoo, yeah, Yahoo 360 to some degree, even Yahoo groups to some degree. Uh, but what we're putting online is forever. What you're saying, what you're posting, what you're creating, what you're reproducing, even your foolishness, it's online forever. I'm very conscious that my cousins and nieces and nephews and generations after me 
are going to find me 100 years from now, 200 years from now, because of the Internet, because of the Internet. So we've we got to be exacting in our information, exacting in our knowledge, exacting in how gifts are really showing up for us now. And I do believe in the crystal child, the amethyst child, the, 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 this generation of children and young people, now, including us who are all living right now, who are absolutely operating in a, in a frequency that will be unknown to our ancestors. That would be very different from our ancestors. We know of a time where humanity interacted with magic on a regular basis. God showed himself to humanity. You know, elves and gnomes and spirits showed themselves to humanity if we believe what the ancestral stories have left for us. And then we go into a dark age a dark period. Some people would say we're still coming out of the dark age, coming out of the dark period, and going into a time, a season of light, of empowerment, of truth, but also of magic and humanity manifesting magic in a way that we have not for centuries, for millennia. So I believe your children are psychic. I believe your babies are seeing things. My nephew, Christopher, is in in an adept intuitive. He saw stuff as a baby that would scare you. He saw heaven. He saw hell. Uh, my sister Wapani was still deeply involved in evangelical Christianity at that time uh, when Christopher was first born. And he absorbed all that imagery. And as an empath and a, and a spiritualist by nature, um, he saw stuff. He saw stuff. And, and I did too when I was in the church. Um, Ma'am, when, when my pastor, uh, Bishop C.L. Long, 9th and O Street, Northwest Washington, D.C., uh, may he rest in heaven. Um, may his wickedness be uh, cleansed and purified. Um, he would invoke that. He could speak. He was a great orator. And he could speak in a way that if your third eye was open, you saw what he was talking about. So he would describe mm-hmm. the uh, he would describe the Christ on the cross. He would describe heaven and hell, and I would see it. And then I would go home and dream about it. Then I would go home and envision it. Um, and then God at some point took over those images and showed me heaven for, for itself. God showed me death. I've seen death. I've gone through the process of death. Not because I zeroed out. You know, I've never been sick. I've never had an emergency. I've never been in the ambulance. I've never, none of that. Never broken a bone. None of that. I'm talking about what spirit has showed me. I've seen death. God said, hey, this is what it looks like. Mm. Leo is my witness. Leo was there. This happened in 1991, Pasadena, California. And God said, hey, I was wide awake, by the way. Hey, this is what it looked like. And I I floated up. I mean, just floated up. Just as easily as I just moved my hand. And as I'm floating up, I see my body is walking. Because I was walking at the time. And I often go into a prayer state when I walk. I often go into a meditative meditate state when I walk. People who walk for exercise, people who jog know what I'm talking about. First, you're just right. walking. Then you're picking up pace. 
Then your breathing changes. So now you're conscious of your breathing. Now things in your body are functioning different. And then there's a point where I've picked up speed. I've, 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 now your steps are deliberate and conscious, and that occupies your left mind, your left brain, and now your right brain has an opportunity to, to be free. And that's where I do my best prayer. That's where I do my best astral travel and my best meditative stuff is when I'm either riding my bike, you know, my mountain bike, or when I'm right, when I'm walking. Mountain biking is another great way to do it, especially now we can't be around people. We're not on lockdown, so you can get on the bike trail, avoid people, you know, and, and experience this for yourself. And that's where I experience heaven and hell, life and death, Almost like being in a classroom, God showed you. God will show you if you ask. God will show you if you ask. Right. The goddess will show you if you ask. Now, I know there's some people under me right hearing me right now who don't understand. You, you frustrated with, oh, I've been praying for years. I've been calling out to God for years, and, and you still ain't heard. You either have a block up, or you might be of a re- reprobate mind. A reprobate mind, God will give you over to your own thoughts, your own considerations. We do it as humans, so why wouldn't God do it? And certain people we get tired of hearing. I'm adjusting my battery, y'all. And certain people we get tired of hearing, tired of seeing, but we love them or we tolerate them or we put up with them or you it's your job and you don't have a choice. And they talk and your eyes roll back in your head. You don't even argue no more. You don't even try to correct them no more. So, well, baby, if you, if you believe that, you, you know, you go on. That's God allowing a person to over to their own thoughts, over to your own comprehension. You're so big, you're so full of ego that you think you got it. God will say, hey, go ahead. I gave you divine will. I gave you choice. So God will say, hey, go ahead. That's why I say, and that's why my mama say, God is not going to argue with you. God ain't going to debate with you. God's not going to get loud with you, hey, and shout over you. You know how we do around the domino table, around the space table, everybody shouting, everybody loud, people pounding. Nobody can hear anybody. You done had a couple of drinks. You know, now you're mad, and nobody even knows when the, when the infraction even occurred, <laughs> you know. We don't even know why the argument started. Now it's just a free-for-all. That's how I envision how we try to interact with God as Westerners, as Americans, you know, as, as people in the U.K., as Londoners, as Parisians, as, as Asians, you know, because they're Western now, too. You know, and so we expect immediate results. We expect right now. We expect instantaneous. We expect drive-through service. You know, quick, fast, in a hurry. Don't speak to me. Don't greet to me. You know, don't worry if I'm smiling or not. Don't worry if I'm in my hair rollers or not. Just give me my stuff and, and let me go. And we can't address God that way. We can't address ancestors that way. We can't address the realm of spirits that way. So God will cause the spirit to pull back. God can silence the ancestors. If an individual's soul is not ready, it can't come through for you anyway. If grandma, grandpa, your brother, your sister, your unfortunate cousin who, who was murdered or killed, 
if their soul ain't ready with God, they can't come for you anyway. They can't mm-hmm. show up speak for you. They can't come to your OB about the they not function. They, they mouth ain't open. Just like in ancient Egypt, the mouth has to be open once you pass through the other side. They mouth not open. Only those whose mouth is open can then speak back to us from the other side. And those are going to be the more evolved, prepared, matured souls. Yes, Mom, it's two fifteen. I see the clock. I'm Mm-hmm. Prayerfully, respectfully asking for your questions, comments, and requests. We have so many viewers right now. I, I'm scared to say how many because I don't want to jinx it. Um, because if you don't refresh during during the show, you're not getting an accurate count of how many people are actually watching, viewing, clicking like, leaving comments. And I appreciate that. Uh, please help us out. Give Keona something to do. Type in all capital letters in the chat so she can see it and help me to see it so that we can answer and respond to your questions and comments and requests. Right now, as I move forward, um, those who are on the phone lines, that's Tamara and and Keona, I got a whole bunch of people on the phone lines just listening. Just listening to me. And listen, y'all, it's people that listen to us that work. I, I learned that through an email, you know, so they can't call in. They can't talk. But people put us on in the factories and the warehouses and the office spaces, and they listen to us. So they appreciate your questions, your comments, requests. Often you are the voice for other people who want to say that, who want to ask that question, who might not have the voice to ask that question. You ask. And don't worry about offending me. I, I'm very difficult to offend. I don't offend easily. Um, I don't invoke voodoo and curses on people <laughs> easily. Um, I'm very mature about how I operate in the realm of spirit. Um, so I'm always open to any conversation. I'm always open to any information. I'm always open to any demonstration in this sacred space that, that we share. Um, otherwise, I continue to move forward. I continue to move forward. What other options do we have in life? What other options do we have with COVID-19? But to move forward, but to move forward in a conscious way, in an edified way. Edified way means you got information. You just ain't going blindly. You just ain't going on the conspiracy theory. You just ain't going on what you said in Facebook messages. So stop it with the 5G drama. Stop it. Stop it with the conspiracy theories around uh, the virus, uh, the ones that are hurting us. Now, there are others that we absolutely can look at, you know, where it came from, how it's created. Why is it picking certain people? Why is it targeting black people? You know, why is it targeting diabetes and, and heart problems? You know, okay, we can consider those theories and conspiracy, conspiracies. But um, stop it with we can't get it. Stop it with the black people are immune. That's nonsense. They're getting it in Africa. They're getting it in Jamaica. I'm looking at it in the news. They're getting it all over the world. And it's killing regardless of age. Stop with the ageism. This is not an old people thing. This is not a people with compromised immune systems only. They are the higher numbers. And if y'all want to talk about chemical warfare, biological warfare, let's examine that. 
so 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 the weapon gets out by accident. Okay, of course it's going to affect the, the first immediate community at first. So that might be China and, and that specific community in which, because I can't pronounce the sound right now. Uh, Weihan, is it? Weihan, China, where it originally uh, emerged from. But look at how it responds country to country. That's what I'm saying. I'm offering you all to pay attention to the news. Thank you, Kiona, for the question mark. Um, pay attention to the news. Pay attention to the news. It, it is changing. It shows up differently. The statistics show up differently. And what each country is looking at shows up differently. And you gain a great deal of information from that, from looking at that in terms of how this monster is, is taking on new faces and new forms. So it's not an old people thing. Quit with the ageism, that's foolishness. It's not just people with, with compromised immune systems. So it ain't just diabetics like me. Move on with that. It is affecting dogs. It is affecting tigers in the zoo. Okay, so why is it not airborne? Why is it then not being breathed on people? Why is it not then being coughed on people? And, and, and again, that's stereotypical. Don't look for the sniffles. Don't look for, the, for who's coughing. I've been listening. I've been calling people around town and, and, and checking for congestion and the sound of their voice. But you could be asymptomatic, whatever your age is. You could already have had it, and it's already, you know, passed through your system. But you can kill your children. You can kill your friends. You can kill your neighbors. You can kill your coworkers. You can kill your parents, your grandparents. So this ain't no joke. We're at war. I, I might as well be holding a real hand grenade. We just can't see it. We need, we need deeper than infrared to see this. We got to be operating in a whole nother level to see this. So right now, this can only be seen in a lab. This, this can only be seen by the professionals. And so we have to pay attention. I love Corey Abair and, and, and Dr. Fossey. Um, they speak truth. I don't listen to the orange wing. I, I, I watch him because it's entertaining. I watch him as I watch all signs and symbols because he's a sign and a symbol. He might say one thing, but he's telling you something else. His body language is telling you something else. The people around him and the and they facial expression. And then what they say is telling you. So I watch him, but I don't listen to the orange man. Uh, I pay attention to, the, to Dr. Falky and the other professionals that are speaking. So take this seriously. I'm, I'm looking for the pending. I really am. I just refreshed my page. Beloved Keon, if you want to go ahead and say it out loud, that would be helpful. Read the question for me. Sure. Okay. So before we do that, you had stopped on the Claire's, um, the last one, the Claire Gustin. Yeah. The um, the um, the ability to um, hold on. Let me go back. Uh, to of taste. You, you had stopped on that before you went to go see who was outside. The 2017. Yes. Um. I don't know who gets to say it's 2017. Girl, what you doing? Saturday, I think Tamara. 
No, that's not me. That's not me. <laughs> that was me. I'm sorry. I, I'm listening, but I'm at work. <laughs> I'm going to put it back oh, on mute. <laughs> no, but you're okay. You're not even that loud. I, I just thought it was humorous. I, I, all I can hear okay. is 2017. That's all I can hear. <laughs> okay. So you haven't revealed anything. You haven't break, oh, broken okay. any confidentiality for your company or your client. All I heard was 2017. So my situation, uh, I'm dealing with a situation with my car. It's a 2017, and I just wrote a petition for it for my ancestors because the, the loan people are really getting on my nerves. So that's what I was doing while I was listening oh, to you. <laughs> thank you for saying that out loud, that you are applying yeah. the voodoo. That you are applying mm-hmm. the ancestors. They are first line of defense and everything. People yes. think I'm being corny to say that. They are literally your first line of defense. So in all mm-hmm. things, I'm going there. I'm going right. there first. I'm, Keona, bring me back on point. Now, now say that one more time. So oh, Claire Gustin's um, clear tasting. Right. Um, I'm looking for my list. I, I believe that was the last. If you go above, if you look where the marker, where the, the offering, the um, were from Goddess Auntie, the twenty twenty is right above it. The list is right there. Are you talking to me or to the to the list? To you, because you said you're trying to find a list. So I was just trying to tell you where a marker was. You see the offering that was given. Um, if you go, uh, if you see that, it's a uh, is it orange? Right above it is the list. Okay, I'm trying to find it. I'm going to come back to it. I was trying to okay. find it in my uh, in my browser because it should be open. I, I, I just read from it. I just referenced from it. And for some mm-hmm. reason, I closed it, but even in that, I, I can't find it. So, thank, yeah, thank you for the reminder. So, there was others on the list that I skipped. Oh, I know what. I moved it closer to the to the chat. Yeah, that that was the last one on my list. Now, when we go into um, Claire Gustin, Claire Tasting, that that was the last one on the list. Um, what I would, what I then would, and and my intention is to introduce is um, the ancient Egyptian laws of magic. The ancient Egyptian laws of magic, and and that also takes us into higher degrees. That that's another way of saying it: higher degrees, higher ways of manifesting the spirit, manifesting spirit gifts, and and then having it show up uh, in real world time for us. We know in ancient Egypt they called that Heka, but they had laws, you know, that. Um, that are absolute and also laws that are that are relative. Uh, in quantum metaphysics, we say mutable and immutable, immutable laws. Um, like, for instance, um, um, okay, like cor- the law of correspondence. Okay, so what I do over here shows up over here. What I feed over here manifests over here. 
even in the magical book, it says, as is above, so shall it, so shall it be below. That is one of the universal magical laws. It's also an ancient Egyptian law of magic. As is above, so shall it be below. Um, it's almost a guarantee that certain things that we do, certain things that we mimic, um, and humanity is mimicked in nature, com- comes back to us in nature. Uh, I-, I have I have some before me now. Um, the first law of magic is thou shalt not kill. So when we look at killing life, killing uh, animals, killing humanity, um, killing the spirit, uh, killing joy, uh, all show up as offensive to the law of magic. Um, thou shalt not do harm to others. We hear doctors recite that. Hippocratic oath, I think is what it's called, but it's also a magical law. It, it, it dates back to and predates ancient Egypt. So there are certain laws that we learn in initiation, either directly, meaning literally, or figuratively through symbolism that controls or should affect how we demonstrate our knowledge, our power, and then how we use that, you know, with the goal, obviously, of not abusing that, not not taking advantage of that, uh, and, and, of course, not harming ourselves and or harming um, other people. Uh, I feel like I'm missing my question. Um, Brittany Johnson, I hear you, beloved. Um, she just won her relationship. So you have one. You have one that's opinion um, from Anzane, the writer. Um, um, Anzane was inquiring about the clairs, um, the clair voyance and the clair audience. And the question was, do the clairs um, predict prophecies? Because because he's wanting to know. Because he's saying he's a little weird, I mean, worried. And I'm kind of paraphrasing it because he's wanting to know. Um, do the clairs predict prophecies? So, because he says, can the clairs be future prophecies? Because I'm a little worried. That was the question. Okay. Um, I see. That's why I've always been a mouth breather. So, is it above that or below that? I see. It would have been um, above that. I like your comments too, by the way. And Nazi the writer. Um, oh wow, a lot went on in the chat. Okay, I see. Um, Keona retypes. Um, can the Claire's be future prophecies? Okay, when we talk about the Claire's, we talk about Claire audience, clairvoyance, the various manifestations of the gift. Now, people with Claire can and predict certain future prophecies. But now you're talking about visionaries. Now you're talking about prophets. Um, now you're talking about higher levels than even hearing, seeing, smelling, feeling like the empath might get a bad feeling about the future, might get a bad feeling about an idea, might get a bad feeling about a, a trip, a travel, taking travel, uh, you know, a particular location. But your prophets, your telepath, your um, psychic um, are, are going to see the future. 
are, are going to be your uh, visionaries, might be another way of saying, might see prophecy. Um, just common people without any spiritual skills at all can see and manifest prophecy. And it could show up in, in a hip-hop song. Uh, it shows up in The Simpsons. Uh, the Simpsons have a record, uh, a world-renowned record for being prophetic and calling things um, right out before they happen and drawing it in, in their cartoon, in their production, years before it manifests in real life. Um, so people can be prophetic. Hip-hop artists are prophetic. Poets are prophetic. Writers are often prophetic. You are often prophetic, which is why I, I implore people to, to take notes, to ask, you know, to take documentation. Uh, question two, I am very drawn to Papalegla. Should I practice voodoo or set up an altar? Um, you should contact me. Um, you should first be clear that you're operating in ancestral work and divination correctly and appropriately so that you know what Legba is even reaching out to you. Uh, Papa Legba is not one thing. It's not one person. Um, and it's many things and it's many characteristics um, and has more than one role, uh, which should be only clarified by way of divination. So you got to contact me on that um, courageous woman. Um, how would I know if I'm being called towards Buddhism? Uh, dream, vision, cultural adaptation. Um, you, you're already wearing certain clothes. You're already wearing certain jewelry. You're already drawn to Orisha. Uh, you already have, you know, the Orisha romance working in you. Uh, but then you have to get a, a, a appropriate, qualified divination. Again, you have to call me or a qualified practitioner who is doing this work because some practitioners only want you in their house, only want you in their path. Their only goal is to get you into their uh, uh, environment, their house, so that you become a, a part of their 